people are, um, you know, maybe more articulate about uh, expressing their feelings as to their loss. Uh, but one thing is absolutely certain is that there's something that's indescribable uh, when you lose, you know, if a mother loses their son, you know, to gun violence. Uh, one thing that is indescribable. Nobody can uh, articulate exactly what they're feeling. Uh, but it's something that we all share in common when you lose a loved one uh, in, a, in a horrifying death like that. Um, and whether this man, whether it be a white man, a brown man, a black man, a, an American, okay? There's people that are dying right now in the cities as an after effect to this political tug of war. There is a massive struggle right now going on. And I, I've been likening it to the battle between King Kong and Godzilla. The new world order will shape up on the other side of this thing, okay? A new world order will shape up. And I believe that good people will be in charge on the other side of the thing. One of them that has been fighting tooth and nail for years now is going to be one of those people. Her name is Tori. And she's going to be with me right after this. You guys stay right there. Do not go away, everybody. Uh, click that share button like crazy. This is going to be the most important interview ever. Conversation that I'm about to have with somebody who uh, I, I have to tell this story before I get into the introduction. Uh, for those of you that know uh, Tori Morris, and I want to make sure I get the pronunciation correct. I know her as it was funny because uh, uh, when we uh, uh, when we were just uh, trying to decide how to how to script her introduction, um, Ashley and Deb said, uh, "What's her last name?" And I I said, "Says <laughs> it's Tori Says." Tori Says is a conservative constitutionalist, a political talk and entertainment uh, uh, program. And that's not her last name. Her name is Tori Morris. But let me tell you this. This is how I came to her. Um, I'm a fan, big fan of Millie Weaver. She's a great investigative journalist. Uh, and I try to do my absolute darndest to figure out what the heck's going on on my own. And I gather information. But the day that I heard Tori uh, on Millie Weaver's program, uh, when they started getting hacked, Millie was concerned about it. And what Tori said... In that interview, I mentioned this in the previous hour. I'm going to say this in, in the introduction. Uh, it was so important that I had passed that particular segment on to an attorney that I that I, I just absolutely uh, love and trust. Uh, Ed Butowski's attorney, Ty Clevenger, great investigative journalist. There's very, very few that I would ever say that I trust wholeheartedly, and I trust Ty Clevenger. I said, you need to listen to this. So I passed that information along. I didn't even reach out to, to Tori. I said, she is just sitting on... Uh, a bombshell, obviously, and I don't need to reach out to her. I'm concerned for her security. Uh, I, I don't need to, you know, to get into her stuff. I just need to learn as much as I can. So I've been a big fan of hers uh, in learning so much uh, from Millie Weaver and herself. She's got her own show, and it's daily. Um, the, people call into her show. There's expert guests that include, and uh, not limited to, local, national Global authors, journalists, politicians, subject experts. No topic is off limits. Tori is the host of Tori Says. Uh, she's also a published author. I'm actually going to introduce her as a citizen journalist extraordinaire. She's a U.S. Navy veteran that runs her own medical research and is a federal contractor as a linguist. 
Now, that appropriate uh, in, introduction here, and she's going to be joining me by um, uh, by Zoom, but on audio. Tori, welcome to the show. We got a lot. I got lots of questions for you, but welcome to the Pete Santilli Show. How are you? Thank you for having me, Pete. I'm, you know, you've had some really incredible guests too. I've been trying to get Alex Jones to hang out with me for like forever. So I'm super jelly when you have him. Alex Jones, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, Alex Jones, I'd love to have on, on the show, but uh, we, that, that, that's a separate topic. Um, I will say yeah, this. Well, well, I'll tell you, years, years, years ago, when sand was fiddling around in crevices it shouldn't, people were making fun of me because I was listening to Alex Jones. Hmm. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm listening to him. He's keeping me company. And, yep. you know, they were like, ugh. And I was like, Shh, I'd be the best handler he ever had. <laughs> if, if I could. That's, that, that's what I said. So it was yeah. like a, it was a joke amongst the intelligence community because yep. everybody always wanted to hijack Alex Jones. And it was like, for me, I'd be like totally his best friend and eliminate all the deep staters because, you know, he's got mm. a lot of sharks circling around him. Oh, he does. And, uh, you know, I, I actually just uh, just just to touch on that. Uh, I wanted to. Oh, shoot. I, I was subjected to so much COINTELPRO. It was unbelievable. Uh, I had literally at one point, because, as you know, my legal case, we're not going to spin off on a tangent on that, had w- over a thousand. This was admitted in open court. Over a thousand online covert investigators. They had pummeled me on the internet with, I mean, they hacked my servers and they put these rumors out to keep people away from me, saying that I was an FBI informant. I mean, I, fortunately, I documented it all. But even Alex Jones got caught up in that whole thing. But I went down there to Austin to meet him. I never ended up uh, meeting him, but because of that interaction, you know, we didn't get a chance to shake hands in person. But I'll tell you what, I've been listening to him for 25 years. I actually. Yeah. Yeah, 25 years. I've learned so much from that guy. I, I love Alex Jones. I do. Man, I'll tell you what. Whenever I'd listen to him, I'd look at someone and be like, what the, like, who's talking to him? How does he know all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from years ago, I was like, yeah. he's not even an insider and he's, he's got inside info. Um, yeah. You know, but right now it's, you know, I, I sometimes tweet it out, free Alex Jones, because, you know, he's got people that, you know, are very close to him for many years that yes. are not good actors, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and having he, I think he's assembled a, a great team. I I love Owen Schroyer. Um, I'm I, you know I, I stay as connected as I can to Owen Schroyer. Uh, obviously, Roger Stone, um, very connected to uh, and and consider myself to be friends with uh, with Roger Stone. Uh, Millie Weaver has been an extension of that. I've learned so much. She's a great investigative journalist. And that, now let's segue. Uh, if we could to that to that moment, that show that uh, uh, that that post that uh, that she did on her YouTube channel, you guys were conversing back and forth, and and if you can just kind of describe it, it'll take us right into uh, or the conversation that we're about to have. But she she was concerned. She said, "Look at," and she went public. She said, "We're being hacked. There's some things that are going on here, and this is why." That was probably one of the most important uh, pieces. It helped me connect a lot of the dots. Uh, but talk about that particular episode and what led up to you guys doing that post and that conversation. 
Well, we've been talking for a very long time. Um, Millie Weaver's great. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, Alex Jones is great. Roger Stone, I actually had him on my show too. And I've been working ever since they targeted him uh, to help him mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, help him with his appeal and everything. But um, what we saw was that the that they did this whole election hack. And that's um, how, you know, I know this stuff, how they work. Mm -hmm. And so we started working a little bit more closely together. That's basically it. And, um, you know, in in 2018, well, let's take it back. 2016, with my personal Twitter account, which was Next, I was constantly saying, you know, why is nobody talking about Seth Rich? Mm -hmm. Why is nobody talking about Seth Rich? Mm -hmm. And then I saw this man named Matt Couch and he started talking about it. I was like, whoa, did my digging. I was like, this is just an average Joe. You know, he's he sounds great. You know, he looks like he's he's doing what he needs to be doing. This guy Wow. So I was uh, trying to get his attention, but you know, his account blew up really quickly. So then I was tweeting him annoying things just to, uh, just because I know what can set someone off. Mm -hmm. I made sure to tweet the right thing and it did tee him off. And I was like, yo, and we connected in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he was like, I won't give you up as a source. I was like, <laughs> we're talking. I was thinking to myself, you know, obviously not to say too much. Mm. I was like, well, you know, I knew they were listening anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, whatever. You know what? Let's, and please allow me to do this uh, because there's a lot of people uh, that, uh, you know, they're going to hear this for the first time. All right. Let's back up a second because Matt Couch, great guy. I've already heard uh, about Matt Couch. Uh, he's done a lot of great work. Obviously, he's been under attack. Um, but you reached out to Matt Couch because you discovered that he was kind of like over the target about stuff that you knew about Seth Rich. Is that correct? Well, I was trying to point them in the right direction. But obviously, mm-hmm. when they don't know you and you're not a blue check mark, yes. you know, people are a little bit and it's like, all right, well, I'm not steering you wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying because they were over the target and then they'd get people to give them information that was completely wrong. And I was like, OK, well, you know. I can't help. Um, but, you know, they targeted him mm. in a lawsuit because they wanted to find out who he's been talking to. And three years later, boom, I'm served. Mm. Totally random. All right. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's let's uh, here we go. You ready? Let's uh, let's back up here. Um, how did you when's the first time you heard of the name Seth Rich? On the day he died. And you mentioned that on Millie Weavers, oh, actually, and it just blew actually, me away. Okay, mm-hmm. so that his name on the day he died, mm-hmm. his persona, mm-hmm. his persona, because those are two different things. Uh-huh. I knew about in February of 2016. You did? Mm-hmm. Whoa! I never knew that. Okay, so on the day uh, that he died, um, what, what did you, what did you know of Seth Rich on the day that he died? Well, in uh, in a group of nerds, and we change our groups all the time, um, we kind of just um, uh, get together in predictive analytics. Let's just say fancy math, okay? And um, there was noticed a lot of activity, a lot of chatter uh, through the Awan brothers. We had been monitoring them for a while. Yes. Uh, you know, like what they were doing. And we're not intelligence. We're not working you know, we're just independent people, kind of diggers, right? Like you guys, right? Mm-hmm, right. No one's picking us. <laughs> and so 
one person actually was able to um, pull the call. He had a call when it happened and that is what happened. And then, you know, that we put it together that he was the persona that had uh, pretty much taken up the, um, the say it, the, the server that he had imaged the server and Mm -hmm. he was the one that was uploading it, you know, to that secure cloud that they had requested that it be put. Right. So there's a group of Patriots uh, uh, per se behind the scenes uh, Seth Rich uh, was a persona at the time, and he was an insider. Um, now, Imran Awan, here's the critical thing, because, uh, uh, and this is, uh, I've been waiting for this moment to ask you this question, because I want to hear it directly from you. I know what Imran Awan had. I know what noodlehead Debbie Wasserman Schultz was doing with Imran Awan in collecting all of the emails of the Democrats and Republicans in Congress and blackmailing them. Just surveilling them. So Imran Awan, uh, a lot of people don't even know that name, uh, was very, very important. And he, in fact, worked in the same office as Seth Rich, correct? Okay, so well, Imran, uh, um, okay, so the Awan brothers in general, uh, they had a lot of, they were like jacks of all trades. And that's what set the alarms. Um, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about some event that was supposed to occur outside of Islamabad. And we were like, oh my gosh, you think it's going to happen like this? I don't know. Are they going to deploy an operation? We were just talking current events globally, right? We don't just stick to U.S. politics. And then, um, we noticed that there was a uh, something going on and I, and I can't, I, I have to call, you know, I can't say much, uh, but something was going on and it went back to um, Broward County. So I, uh, you know, we were like, who's in Broward County that would, you know, whatever. Apparently. So Debbie Washerman Soltz and, and them, right? She was kind of the coordinator for them because they were overseeing properties. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they managed like the, the houses where all the staffers live at, you know, and they, and they pay them peanuts. So they're all like, you know, like Chinese transfer students, you know, that come and they, there's like 20 people in one room. And so they were, you know, managing those. And that's where, you know, he comes in because we noticed that the server that uh, was imaged was actually uh, being uploaded to a server that he had access to. So that means that the copying of the server was actually an inside job. Um, And that's normal because if you want to go in there and change information, you usually stage your own hack and then publicly announce there's a hack. So if you go in there and stuff is replaced or missing, you tidy it up and you fix it up. And this is why, you know, I, I published that article about uh, the FBI paying CrowdScribe. People are like, oh, well, we kind of kind of knew or someone said something. And I was like, no, uh, not really. Uh, the reason was, is that the FBI had hired them to track our emails down. And obviously there were emails sitting on the servers. So for them to get access without raising flags, they have to stage uh, a pretend hack. And that was the pretend hack. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's 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 basically how it panned out. So we looked at the server and that took us to a one and a one who was being looked at, uh, you know, was in the presence of Seth Rich. OK, now I'm going to share something with you that I was hearing back channel through my conversations with Roger Stone. As soon as I came away from my legal case, uh, Roger Stone was advocating for me and asking President Trump to pardon all of us because we were political prisoners. And I immediately got in touch with him. 
and we we just hit it off famously and we just started reaching millions of people i said i, I want to do whatever i can because they're coming after you too um but he shared with me um as he uh he started to you know to trust me a little bit more he shared something with me he said uh, you know, I'm excited to go to court. And by the way, we're, we knew that we were being surveilled and we were just talking outright to the Mueller team. I was literally texting him, talking to Mueller, Robert Mueller. Um, but Roger Stone, and this is documented. They have this information that I'm about to share with you. He said, there is an insurance policy out there. He said, I'm going to tell you that right now. He said, I know, uh, and I'm going to be able to prove it. I'll have Bill Binney on the stand, so on and so forth. In my trial, I want this stuff to be exposed. But the Russians did not send the information to WikiLeaks. And he said there is an insurance policy out there. Now, he didn't specifically say that he had access to it, but he told me that he was aware of it. He said, if something ever happens to me, he said, you're going to be on that list of a select few people that are going to receive certain information. And and And, and it was like almost said in the same breath as if, he had a copy of it. I made a, an assumption, but I was able to verify that he didn't, but he was aware of it. But he told me about this insurance policy that was out there, that if, in fact, something happened to Seth Rich, Seth Rich had a backup plan. Can you talk to that and what you know about that? Look, what I can tell you is, is that as long as you don't hack anything, right, then you're good to go. You're not breaking any laws and you're using the Internet and or, or the back Internet, whichever way, and you can uh, see things. Now, I know for a fact Roger Stone didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. Oh, and I, uh, I know that now, too, but I made certain assumptions. Um at right. the time, no, he no, was no. Just, and yeah. everybody would. And listen, listen. During a campaign period, we want to fluff up, right? We want to look like you know we got this. So sometimes when someone you know kind of you know peacocks, you know people take it to another level, and sure. sometimes you got to bluff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that way, this is this is what politics is. So I I I knew that there were other groups. See, the great thing about patriots that are out there is that every single one of them doesn't know who the other one is. Mm-hmm. That's the key. So where do we go with the FBI, the insurance policy? Well, the insurance policy, <laughs> I can't talk about that. But uh, Did you say you look, can't talk about that? Yeah, I, I shouldn't be able to no. know. What I can tell you, how's this? How about if you, you talk about what you told Millie Weaver on her show? What, the fact that I had portions of the DNC server? When when Imran Awan was getting the upload, and remember, to upload an imaged DNC server, right? So you image it on a drive, and then you upload it, right? Um, you have to spend days. I mean, that's a lot of data, right? Right. Um, get it up there. So um, someone in the group had parsed it out to ISOs, kind of like as if they were CDs, but they're virtual. Let me just, I, I'm, I'm simplifying it. It's not so. But one thing we did see, and this is what's cool, is that there was software in there that I was, that I helped create back in the, a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that the hardware that was used to actually image the server, like you would do with like a USB key kind of thing, right? But it's not a USB key. You'd probably use like a portable drive, a portable high capacity SD drive that fits into a drive, stuff like that. Um, it had software malware on it, so you can trace. <laughs> So that was interesting because when it came up, we were like, oh, my gosh, there's like a track tracer here Mm. that, um, you know, that was being put up there. So someone else 
was also in on this Mm. and had compromised the actual equipment that was given to Seth Rich to image the server. Remember, Seth Rich didn't image the server because he felt bad, okay? He was asked, hey, we want you to do this, um, you know, and you got to keep it quiet, said the FBI, because we're a little bit concerned. So since you have access to the area, we'd like you to monitor this and get it done. It wasn't until after that he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then he got with a guy named Sean Lucas, who was, you know, a reality hacker, great guy, patriot. And, you know, he was like a DJ, you know what I mean? He's the one that served the DNC, you know, who, you know, uh, yes. um, um, the DNC fraud lawsuit. Yes. And that was filed by back. Yeah. He he was the process server. So he went there and did it. Right. So both of them are dead now. Yes, and he's died. I was just going to say that that guy died. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone did. And um basically, you know, nobody knows what happened. That's where the WikiLeaks came from. That period of time. I can tell you oh. from February when it was imaged, it was imaged in February. And they didn't say anything because the CrowdStrike had conducted that for the FBI. That's why the FBI had hired them because they were going to stage the hack, come in and say, oh, it's hacked, you know, and then they would go in there and erase Hillary's emails and then uh, boom, they're fine. The byproduct was that they were going to blame Russia, right? Because everybody keeps forgetting it wasn't just the DNC. Imran Awan had the RNC server too. Yes. So, Right. I'm like, uh, come on, guys, you know, what is going on here? I, I, I look at the media and I look at researchers, too, and I'm like, oh, it's like right there. Mm. Um, but I had no problem talking about it. I always said I had portions. I had uh, I had taken down two portions of that DNC server that was parts, two of them. Okay, now, 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 now let, me, let me clarify something here in my own mind, and we're just going to do this right in front of everybody because uh, uh, I want to hear it from you. Um so the in the insurance, I, I, what I'm hearing from you is that the FBI helped set up this false flag and using CrowdStrike. Uh, but I'm I'm hearing, uh, and I always thought that Seth Rich was disgruntled because he found out that Hillary Clinton was hijacking Bernie Sanders's uh, campaign. So I just had that different that different impression. Are you saying the FBI led this effort and set Seth Rich up to do what he did? That's why they knew it was Seth Rich. But here's the thing. He thought he was doing them a favor. Then he found out. Then he was disgruntled. So that's when he was like, oh, I can get some information. And, Uh, you know, and that's where it went. And that's where it went pear-shaped. So this is, you Mm -hmm. know, remember, the FBI paid CrowdStrike two days after. They were like, oh, Hillary was just reckless. But if anybody else does it, you're going to jail. You know, and it's like. First of all, why would the FBI, FBI director ever make an announcement on Fourth of July weekend? Hello, mm-hmm. everyone's out drinking and cooking. Right. And two days later, you release a hundred fifty thousand dollar payment to CrowdStrike, and CrowdStrike happens to come in and save the RNC and the DNC. Come on, yeah. they fixed it all, and the code was fake too. Like if you look at the code where they said "cozy bear," this fancy that's all fancy talk for software we created back in the early 2000s. Right. This is all based all based off of Stuxnet. And and it's like okay, it was developed to do Q, right? Or Duke, and then they kind of revamped the name to Dukes and, you know, 
one thing people need to understand is in the intelligence community, we change names all the time. So nobody mm-hmm. can pay attention, you know? Um, okay. okay. That, so that so let's back, back up a second here. So in February, you're say you're saying that Awan and Seth Rich, and we know that Aaron Rich was, uh, was involved in this. Uh, I do know this. This is what Ty Clevenger has told me, and he's actually put it in his legal documents. Uh, but that replication of the server occurred back in February of 2016. Is that correct? Correct. And wow. the RNC. And, right, the, both of those. Now, that's my next question. The information from the RNC server and the DNC server, what was on there? As far as every, what you've been able every, to do? Everything. 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 There's, uh, um, uh, you know, obviously emails, but there's uh, PDFs, videos, pictures. And specifically, I know from mounting one of them, I just kind of was curious. uh, There was a special memorandum of understanding um, that was very interesting with the European Union. So really? there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to get rid of that computer. That computer got hammers, went to the dump on separate occasions. Mm. And, you know, those those drives that I was sending off to the Department of Justice, um, you know, left in two doses uh, when I felt comfortable. So, mm. uh, you know, is there more of that server? Listen, like mm. I said, there was worm software on the hardware that's not something that they could expect and then if everyone reads the testimony Mm. from the it director of the dnc Mm -hmm. um they'll realize how big of a setup it is it was just so stupidly set up like they hijacked the guy so tori um uh go along with me here um so you knew of seth rich's persona uh, you have access to this, um, and you, I don't think you really fully realized with the, the full magnitude of what you had in February of 2016, and then July of 2016 comes about, and you know of Seth Rich. How did you make? How did you find out about his name um, the the night that he that he that he died? How did you find out his name? How were you connected to that? Well, we we had already seen that the okay. So first of all, let's just backtrack. Mm-hmm. I I don't think Seth knew that the Awan brothers had that server. He was uploading stuff to. Oh okay? wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't think he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, second, the device, like I said, that he had was wormware. So um, that device itself told us and anybody who planted it in there what other devices access, accessed it. So by Roger Stone saying there's an insurance policy, he's 100% correct. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. actually not within the United... I mean, we already have... You know the president already has it, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But the the bottom line is, is that um, uh, he didn't... He didn't He didn't know what was on it. He didn't know the Awan brothers had it. He didn't know he was giving it to them. He thought he was working with the FBI. And, you know, it's a whole mess right it's it's a mess we found out from the awan brothers because the awan brothers were linked to the server Mm -hmm. that well linked to the upload where the server was going Mm -hmm. so that's how we linked it back to sean lucas Mm -hmm. because that's someone that they were looking at and i don't know why and you know it's you know and then that's how we got to Seth Rich, and then he came up dead, and so so did Sean, and we we're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah now and hold then, on a second. Now you're an inv- you're a citizen journalist. You're digging into this, and you know we're all a bunch of nerds, and we're digging into stuff as we always do, right? And then all of a sudden he dies. Did it just freak you out and say, whoa, what do we have here? 
Well, it was after his death that we confirmed that he was the persona. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's when Sean Lucas started to panic. He totally freaked out. Okay. Um, and, you know, they traced back uh, the wormware uh, to Sean Lucas. And mm -hmm. that's what happened because mm. the device was compromised. So we, I wasn't there to see where Seth was plugging it in. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not my job. All I know is that, whoa, we're getting an upload mass. Uh, I'm going to be starting and parsing it, says someone. Everybody grab partitions. Let's see what it's like. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And that's what we did. And that one came from the Awan brothers. So, you know, that's why Debbie Washington's <laughs> freaking out. Because the way they trapped him to get it done was through a party at a house, obviously, that Awan was at because he ran the properties. That was his job. Wow. That was one of his jobs to manage all the properties that the DNC had. So, Tori, the um, um, and and thank you very much for uh, for allowing me to just kind of interject here because I've had you know I'm just trying to just piece everything together, just trying to connect all of these all these dots. There's just so much information; uh, it's hard to assemble it all. When did you realize at a certain point? So Seth Rich dies and there's a, a narrative and a story out there that, you know, maybe he could have been shot by somebody and then, you know, and it was an accidental death. Uh, but then the WikiLeaks release, uh, when did you start piecing that together that, uh, that the Russians, in fact, didn't hack the DNC and provide that information to WikiLeaks? When did you discover that that just wasn't true? Well, we already knew that from the code that they were claiming. Oh, cozy bear, fancy bear. First of all, Guccifer 2.0. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, Guccifer doesn't even exist. There is no such thing as Guccifer. Brennan made that, that up so that way he could start investigating Congress. Like, that is a made-up persona. It's fake. It's completely fake. That's why he started freaking spying on Congress, because somebody got tipped off in Congress for Hillary and Benghazi. Hmm. So he made up this Guccifer thing, uh, you know, circular reporting. Who was it? Was it Yahoo? Oh, gosh darn it. Oh, my gosh. I Isikoff. Forgot. Yeah. Someone, someone wrote an article back in 2013. Isikoff. Isikoff on Yahoo. Yep. Yeah, and, and they leaked uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. Oh, my gosh, she was hacked again, right? <laughs> Whatever. And then Brennan had just been sworn in, so he was like, oh, Guccifer did it. I found it. And it's like, um, Guccifer is something you've made up. Uh, there is no. And with that, he was able to spy on Congress. This is why Congress was so pissed. And they were like, why are you spying on us? You're spying on everyone. Nobody can say secrets. There's no whistleblowing. You know, nobody could do anything. How are they going to whistleblow if you're looking at everything? And he was just sitting there like shrugging. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, just take a, a short break. Is that okay? Can I take a break? I have to, yes. And then we'll come back. Um, we're gonna, On the other side of this break, we're going to fast forward to what we know now. Everything you're saying is absolutely true because CrowdStrike said that there was no Russian hack, period. State Radio is, um, is where you can find her show. And after my show in the morning, Deb and I sit down, we have lunch, and we listen to Tori. Okay? So, and, and of course, we got Alex Jones playing in the background, but those are... My two sources right now of information. So I, I thank you very much for the amount of information that you put out each and every day, uh, Tori. And thank you so much for for coming on with me. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Uh, I said on the 
you know, on the other side of the break, um, I want to uh, I want to talk about. It, it, let, 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 let's do this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to have you laid out here in the next 25 minutes or so so we can put together a, a, a nice a nice segment. You published a report uh, that said that CrowdStrike and this is what we know now. So we're fast forwarding to what we now know for certain is that CrowdStrike has admitted and Grinnell released the documents. He declassified the testimony to the House Permanent Select Committee. They said with sexy satchel, right? Yes, with the sexy satchel. That's right. That's right. And he and the CrowdStrike CEO said we had no evidence whatsoever that Russia hacked into the now how that never made it to the evening news 24 seven since that was released is beyond me. But essentially, the entire Mueller report was canceled out, was it not? Yeah, so the Mueller report was just a paper shredding event, okay? Let's just be straight. Mm. And they wanted a hot box, anybody around President Trump, you know, Roger Stone, Manafort, they've been with President Trump for decades, okay? Mm. That's mm. all they wanted to do. And I was, I was so happy, you know, I stayed away from Roger Stone up until it was coming down, and I had him on my show, and I told him, you're not going to see one day in jail, and you're going to be the reason why we blow the judicial arm up. Uh, you know, he kind of like laughed at like, okay, <laughs> you know, but it's like, man, I've been working extra hard to show just how they fix everything. Uh, you know, I had Matt Whitaker on my show. He got very, very uncomfortable when I asked him, hey, so you were acting attorney general, right? And yeah. You had so Matt Whitaker on the show? Yeah, yeah, I did. And, wow. and, and, you know, I love him. Mm-hmm. But he got really uncom- uncomfortable at the end because I was like, so were you in charge of like all of these Department of Justice contracts? He was like, no, it was this guy named Lofner. And I was like, thanks. So uh, he's a career. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> so now we know, you know, who. So what happened was I asked him about this big, fat $40 million contract that we gave to a company called CGI that you know, I said to him, hey, so, you know, because, yeah, it was really weird. We paid $40 million to a Canadian intelligence company to provide facilities, uh, you know, and, and you know, uh, hands uh, to the Mueller investigation. Sounds like a lot of Canadian paper shredding to me. And he was like, <laughs> you know, he didn't know what to say because that's exactly what the Mueller investigation was. Paper shredding, covering, 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 covering. That's all they did. That's This is how they knew to have a lawn chair and sit outside to see Roger stone get raided like that happened under your watch you know who did it the canadians leaked it again you know that was it uh, you know so i uh, you know people i'm pretty easygoing i've had people on my show that are not very nicely people and totally treated them with utmost respect obviously asking them questions because i'm not worried about and people always say what do you want to talk about can i ask you anything if i can't answer it i'll tell you um but yeah, that's that's basically what Mueller was. It was BS. So I, how's this? So people can understand how it happened. They have to understand that it all started with the tip off in 2012 to Congress about Hillary Clinton's email server. Now, how did that tip off happen? Well, Benghazi happened. That's what happened. 
So Congress knew about it. And then Hillary Clinton found out a couple months later from snakes within our government that they knew about it. So she changed her email server to a Google one, which, by the way, you know, Comey said she didn't have yet. She did. Mm. And even CNN on their website, if you go to the CNN uh, Hillary email timeline, it freaking says it right there. So it's like whatever. So what happened is they have been ever since then trying to cover it up because they knew some people. People had information and those some people are still unknown to them. So right now, you know, they're concerned, you know, because it is a concern. Think about it. Right. National security. If you've got people somewhere that can access her out of all people on the planet stuff, you know, even though they're careless because they're so obnoxious and arrogant that, you know, they run things. But think about it. it they would consider that a national security threat. Mm-hmm. Um but if it was a national security threat, then you'd see other crazy things happen. So mm. it's not that. But anyway, mm. moving along, they've been trying to cover up, cover up, cover up. And fast forward, now we go to 2015, mm. right? This is where all the stuff happened. This is where it started. We're talking first quarter, second quarter, 2015. Um we have Hillary Clinton being presented with, hey, you didn't answer, you know, Congress's emails, man. They asked you about your private emails and you didn't answer that email. You need to answer. Right. And she's like, whatever. Um, do I have to answer? And she had to. It went to court. She was being pushed. Mm-hmm. You got to answer the questions. You got to talk. You got to tell us what's happening. So now here's where it starts to go crazy. So the judge is like, you got to give us our, your emails. Boom. The IG, the most corrupt IG of the State Department, Linux. What a clown. I have been tweeting like forever. Why is he said there's so many people that are still there Mm. that I'm like, why are they still there? But he was a clown. And I was like, dude, he has like a secret server. And I know a lot of people that, you know, work within the intelligence community think they know intelligence. They don't know diddly squat. Okay. None of these clowns down in DC know what the heck they're doing. Okay. There are very few. Everyone's super above board. So they only see whatever they're allowed to see. So here we are. I'm like, he has a secret server he's going to be hiding her emails all this stuff and guess what he goes to the appropriation committee and says hi you know um because of all these cyber hacks i totally need some money right now to make my own secret server and it's like oh what's the timing of that now that hillary clinton has to go to court and so that happens and he sets it up a separate state department server just for the ig Mm. a secret one that nobody not even the secretary of state can access Mm. and it's like what so then hillary's told yeah you're gonna give him and ig's like yeah so we're gonna give it to you slowly over time why slowly just give it to me but the judge was like sure why not because all of them are corrupt in dc every single one of them they shouldn't even have a bench under their butt Mm. never so you know that happened so then the fbi comes in so on, in July 2015, after they released the first batches of email, they realized that as they were garnering all her emails from the State Department and whatever was from her personal one, they were like, holy crap, all of this stuff is linking back to other emails and forwarded emails and, you know, like trail, right? Because you can trace an email where sure. it bounces. 
So the FBI is like, hey, CrowdStrike, come here. We need to follow all these emails. Can you help us? And that's what happened. So they got hired. And that's where it started. So now we fast forward to September. Hillary Clinton still going through things. President Trump's making sure everybody knows about her emails, right? right. Um, you know, she's apologizing. Oh, I didn't send anything. It was just yoga. Right. Whatever. I've seen you know, one, two when, of those. When do you, uh, I'm sorry to in, interrupt. When do you think President Trump found out uh, that uh, that WikiLeaks did not get hacked by the uh, or w- WikiLeaks did not hack the DNC? When do you think he found that out? There was enough information the, out there. The day he was inaugurated. Really? I have to. Yeah. I, we're just going to say, yep, that day. Wow. Because uh, when he would be legally briefed. So, okay, so then we go fast forward, right? 20, 2015. So we have an FBI agent who I, I, I sent you that, that um, transcript, whose name is redacted, by the way. So we can all kind of speculate which FBI agent was in all those uh, investigations, <laughs> right? And so this FBI agent starts grooming the IT director of the DNC, this, this guy named Yared Tamin Wolde Johannes. And there's, his transcript is public. It's online. You can see it. And and in there, it's like he gets a call from the FBI. Get this. It goes to the general switchboard, right? Then they pass it on, pass it on, and he gets it. And then the guy's like, listen, man, here's what. So I think that you have like uh, your your system is hacked and people are paying attention to what you're doing. So none of this, you're not going to document any of these calls. You're not going to document any information because I think we have people that have hacked the DNC. And so the IT director's like, oh, no. So he never documented any of the calls. Get it? Mm -hmm. So that was number one. So if you read the transcript, the guy tells you this. It it looks like something like he's so dumb. He's so dumb. How is he the IT director? I feel bad for him if if he was legit. But. Anyway, this this um, FBI agent kept calling him like, you know, a couple times a month. Right. Hey, so did you see this? You're going to have to look for this and that. And he was looking and he couldn't find anything this dude was saying. Right. So then as they were conversing, he was like, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, who asked, oh, did he tell you there was Russians hacking? And yeah, he mentioned Russia at some point, like November, December to this guy that, hey, I think uh, Russians, but he didn't say stay sponsored. He just said Russians. Right. So they kept going on like this, back and forth, back and forth. And so they met twice in February, once by himself with the FBI agent and then another time with another FBI agent. Mm -hmm. So the guy turns up and he's like giving him torn pieces of paper. I I, let me let me read this out. So you guys listen to how bizarre this sounds. He goes, however, once we met in person in February, I one of the things he did was provide us with four or five sheets of paper that were cut, you know, a regular eight by half uh, 11 sheet paper that was cut into pieces. So four or five strips stapled together. And there we were uh, uh, one line or two lines per page were timestamps of the kind of activity he had mentioned in September, the 
redacted. Now, the IP address, the actual web address was redacted. The only thing that was present was the redacted and timestamp. And so this guy goes on to say they were giving him nothing and they were like, trust us. Yeah, this is totally Russian. This is a hack. You need to look for this. The guy's looking and he's not seeing anything, right? Mm-hmm. So this is when they entered the territory, the FBI agents. This is where they met with the people. McCain had already contacted his own person in the RNC to get it. I mean, it could have been even Rana herself. Um, whatever. I don't even want to get into that one. Mm-hmm. But. So here they are imaging these, right? They're imaging the servers so they can make it look like a hack. So fast forward, right? This guy's still being groomed. He's still looking for stuff. And in his testimony, he's like, I didn't see anything that they were telling me, you know? And uh, suddenly in March, we have Sussman, pay attention, the same FBI agent that met with this DNC IT guy, Hillary Clinton, Cheryl Mills, all these people talking together, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, okay, so this happened. But that's when they realized that there was malware on the device that they had tasked people to copy the servers on. So I'll explain that to you. Mm -hmm. Say you have a USB key, right? Mm -hmm. The USB key has software to be recognized by your computer that says, hey, I'm a USB key. You can open me up and drop files, right? Right. Well, there's software that was created by us back in the early 2000s where we used it to insert malware into uranium plants in Iran. Um, It's called Stuxnet. Yep, yeah, stuck snap. And right. remember, remember, there there was a general that went down for this, right? He was going to jail, right, uh, for telling them because it was a crime. Anyway, so it's kind of like that. So it gets in and it just takes information, whatever it's tasked to do. They realized that after it was uploaded by Seth Rich and McCain's operative, that there was this software on it, and they were like, "Oh no." And it's like, where'd we get the thing? Where'd we get the drives from? The FBI. So obviously someone on the inside hijacked their own devices. Or it could have been the Chinese. People say, you know, you hear the president constantly saying, you know, China, we can't use their equipment because when you get the phone here, it could have hacking software in it. You've heard him say it. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. what he's referring to. So uh, boom, they realize they're hijacked and they're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, we don't know who has it. We're still tracking it down. Cried strike is all over it. We were going to go with this hack anyway. We'll just blame Russia. And they're like, well, how can we use this to our advantage? What if somebody leaks? We don't know who has it. We don't know where it went. And so this is where they're like, it doesn't matter. We've got FISA warrants, you know, ready to go on, you know, all these. There's tons of FISA warrants out. Okay. Right. You only know about a few. I mean, there were even on Cruise and Loser Kasich, everybody. Well, not really on Kasich, but whatever. For sure. <laughs> I can't say oh. the names. But there's tons of them. So mm-hmm. they were like, okay, we'll just have it. And if anything comes out, we're going to say that that person colluded with the Russians and we're going to get them mm. and we're going to kill it. And the media is on our side. Nothing's going to be out. So there's DNC, uh, you know, already primed and ready. And then, you know, the FBI comes back and says, okay, now we're submitting like a formal request. You need to give us logs and stuff. Hiatus, just so we remember. This is how you know it's a setup. So the FBI is grooming the DNC IT director, right? And suddenly, in December of 2015, they finally get approved to change their firewall stuff. So all the logs and all that stuff that they had disappeared. So there was no way for anyone to trace anything. So bizarre. Anyway, so now we're in April. CrowdStrike is already at the DNC, right? Mm -hmm. Working 
for the FBI, but now they're also under the guise of hired by the DNC. And you know who answered the FBI's uh, paperwork when it came to the DNC? Sussman. The same guy that was in the meeting with Peter Strzok and Hillary Clinton and everyone. Hmm. So, boom. Now we have CrowdStrike with two different contracts in the same place. The one is to make it look like a hack, and the other one is to figure out who, what, when, where, who uploaded what, still following breadcrumbs, They right? were double-dipping? CrowdStrike? Yes. Oh yes, my goodness! That's what that's what the 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 right. ones that were there for the FBI, and right. then the other one that was there from the DNC, right? Oh so, no, kidding! You know, right? Yeah. And, and, and then so and, and that's why on. this revelation. I sorry, sometimes I'm dumb as a box of paper clips. That's why it's important to recognize that the documentation and this recent report that you did that F, the FBI paid CrowdStrike for a, a separate function because that. It that illustrates that they were they were essentially double dipping, working for the DNC and working for the FBI. Correct. 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 Wow. Which is a conflict of interest in the first place, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right. So, so, so here's where it goes to the end of April, and in the transcript of this testimony of this guy, he's like, "So we started like to collect all the th- stuff that the FBI wanted, and we were going to upload it, and it would take a few days because it was like so so big, all the files they wanted. And you know what happens when you're uploading stuff? Someone's constantly monitoring, so there's no delay, no lag, especially if you're sending it to like authorities, right? You're round the clock." right? Monitoring stuff. So they knew that they were paying attention. And oh, how coincidental. The guy was like, so as we were uploading all this stuff, suddenly we saw the hacking he was telling me about in September. So while they were uploading, he was able to see that someone was logging in anonymously, you know, and deleting emails and getting into emails because this was all about emails. He even says it in his thing. It's, 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 It's embedded in my article for the full transcript. I encourage someone to get a glass of scotch coffee cigarettes but whatever your vice is and just read that like a story and you're gonna be like oh my gosh they totally played this dude like a fiddle like i don't know why anybody else can't see it so that's basically what happened so the fbi got that done and then crowdstrike came in to make it look russian they use chinese code where you can actually seem on and make it look like russian code and they were giving freaking stories like cozy bear fancy bear and those are all personas they're not even real right they're just spinoffs of software we made so they're upset that other people and other nations have used the same software we have because come on be honest everyone's so secretive there's zero transparency that almost every single nation is paranoid right that is not on the globalist team huh not not you know china is the globalist team let's get that straight yes yes okay china is the globalist team they don't hack us because they're you know, uh, now they're hacking us because they're globalist so, team. Right? So, Tori, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you a question that's, uh, you know, it's kind of like restating the obvious, but I want to hear it in your own in your own words. Per your analysis, all this stuff's going on. They're covering stuff up. But Hillary Clinton was supposed to be president. So all, all of the shenanigans that were going on prior to the election, they never thought this information would ever come out anyway. So they could do all this stuff. And you know what? Uh this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to turn that down. We're just going to go right over the top, okay, if you don't mind. You're going to stay with me? Yeah, why not? We're going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go commercial uninterrupted here over the top of the hour. But, but they, they essentially thought that Hillary Clinton was going to be the president. So they never thought this stuff would get out, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. She was supposed to take it home, baby. She was supposed to take the North American Union home mm. right now all of us would be gone in gulags 
<laughs> All well, of us. Especially me. I mean, on election night, you know where I was, right? I mean, I have to mention this. On election night, I'm literally in blue scrubs in a, in a box and praying like crazy uh, that President Trump would win. I think 7 p.m. on election night, you know, all of, you know, my, my fellow co-defendants, we said if Hillary Clinton's president, we're going to Gitmo. I mean, we're in the, we're done. And I said, we're going to be prepareful and, he, and he's going to win and we're going to be okay. And that actually happened. So, so here, so here we are, Tori. Um, uh, c- c- continue on with your, your, your thread here. Um, so the FBI initiated this thing. CrowdStrike is double dipping. Um, and then they come out and say it wasn't Russian. Yet if they, you read the transcript, the guy tells you he was told that they were Russian. Okay, so they're trying to paint this Russian narrative. Um, and then, obviously, a lot of people compartmentalized. Who do, who do you think are the people that were driving the things as far as household names right now that you know they're going to be indicted for conspiracy to overthrow the United States of America? I'm going to tell you straight, straight. The two people that you are definitely going to see perp, no matter what, is Clapper and Brennan. 100%. You might even see me one day, you know, um, pointing fingers in public and I'll be wearing a GoPro cam myself on my head when that happens and mm-hmm. I testify uh, in public because I should. I should tell them everything he did, everything that he's been doing because it's not a crime to tell, you know, it is a crime if I reveal, uh, you know, the. Yeah, I don't reveal things that I'm not supposed to that can cause us harm as a nation. Sure. But what he's done is just unacceptable. Um, it's criminal. It's, uh, you know, it's horrible. They just think that they're above the law. No one is above the law. Well, they are for the past 200 years. Do, do you believe you'll be called? T- you, you believe you'll be called to testify just outside of what you know about the replication of the server and where that server you think you'd be called to testify? Oh, no, outside? no, not that. It's about the hijacking of the NSA and our data and all that stuff. Yeah. And the pooling, you know, everyone's like five eyes, nine eyes, man, you have no idea. This is all privatized. They auction off your information mm-hmm. and everything to the highest bidder. It is m- way more deeper than anything. And when people say President Trump's not getting anything done, you say, man, obviously you do not understand the how, gravity of the situation. How big this is. I keep saying this story, and I want everybody to hear this uh, from you. That even if you think, and I've been very critical of Ray as well, um, but even if you think Ray's dirty or someone else is dirty, why haven't they fired him? Why, I, I'm not going to pick on Ray right now. We'll set Ray aside. Um, well, no, let me tell you something about Ray. Yeah, please. Uh, listen. I, I, I was explaining this to my listeners today. There's different types of operatives that you send during missions. And Ray is what one would call a doomed covert asset, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that, you know, we send in, you know, uh, to, um, to get caught by the bad people or that mingle with the bad people. It's kind of like a double agent, but not really. Sure. And we feed them BS information. Right, right. Give them so you got to trust that they're there. It isn't until they realize that they've been duped and we've been feeding them the wrong. Like you know, if you want to find a leaker, you distribute you know a document where one font is just a hint lighter, a hint darker, something right, Right. something that you'll miss. Right, a marker. Uh, Sure. Yeah, and that's what happened to Ray. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So okay. this is why we should always trust. You always need one but, but ultimately to the, the, back the, to the hormonal. The number of people that are involved in the deep state in perpetrating this conspiracy to overthrow the United States of America, uh, it, it you have to, you know, because if they arrested Hillary Clinton and James Comey and, and John Brennan on day one, you wouldn't have all the people that were working for them. So you need time to listen, to 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 read their emails, to track them, to to go into these chat rooms where they communicate secretly and figure out what they're planning to do next. It's kind of like a like a narcotics you know investigation. You don't you don't arrest the guy that's on the street dealing heroin. You track him back and you you know you 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 infiltrate and go all the way up to El Chapo. Correct. You get it needs time. It takes time to do that. That's my assessment as to why they've been going for so long as this has been part of the world's largest investigation correct well this isn't just yeah it is and 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 the best analogy to use is when you pull weeds out of your garden you don't just yank it you got to get down to the roots and mm. i'm going to tell you you think spygate obamagate russiagate ukraine gate all that is big you have no idea how big scotus gate is because none of those gates can happen without the judicial arm. And, you know, I, I know, I, you know, maybe this brings some comfort to Roger Stone knowing this, but he's going to help break that wide open. And SCOTUS gate has a lot of different aspects to it. Hmm. So, um, you know, uh, Ukraine, I just wanted to say, just mm-hmm. so you guys know, mm-hmm. right? So CrowdStrike was involved in this, right? Yes. Double dipping. So the one task was grab a copy of the server. Let's see what we need to rectify to make it look seamless and then say that's the server by deleting Hillary's information and other compromising stuff. And then we're going to go in and make it look like a Russian hack and remove some files or corrupt them or whatever. So the two sides of it. Guess where they did all this work? In the Ukraine. Yeah, there you go. No they have kidding. to send it offshore so nobody's paying attention. Because what if someone in the NSA picked it up and squealed? You know, that would be a problem. But the thing is, so many people already have that server. So it's like, um, mm-hmm. you know, so we already have everything we need. Okay. Uh, the let, let, me, is, let me interject real quick. Time. Okay. So you just stated something. I want all of our listeners uh, to hear this right now. That replication... Um, the mirroring of the server that were that was on that that we'll call it the insurance policy um uh that was on the uh on the flash drives or that's been distributed and offshored um you know for a fact that that was turned over to Whitaker and and Barr and Durham ultimately uh no i don't know if they got it okay see we have a problem with ukraine okay And that's something that I've been talking about. The IG right now of the NSA was the one that created the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of the Ukraine. That's number one. Right. His name is Robert Storch. And he is now the IG of the NSA. Now, when they got caught spying on Trump and everyone by Judge Collier, Mm -hmm. they all were bent over her knee and she spanked them like, you idiots, we're going to get caught you know, the, they kept, you know, they kept doing violations of seven, seven Oh twos yet this same stupid, let me not use really bad language of a judge 
you know, a couple weeks later, signed off on a FISA warrant, fi- no, FISA warrants, mm. based on the things she spanked them with just a couple weeks ago, which mm. was like, whatever. And I was down there. I was down there. I got all that information. I knew that they were having a FISA session from one of the staffers of McCain. That's how I knew that Harry Reid, stupid Theraband loser, who was actually the guy that got caught with prostitutes pissing on his bed in Nevada. You know, he's the one that was talking with Mother Jones about the dossier. But anyway, mm-hmm. when they got spanked, Peter, um, yeah, when they got spanked, Carlin resigned. And so Obama, at the end of right after he resigned, he announced, oh, from now on, the president's going to appoint the IG of the NSA. And it's like, what? And then November 30th, during transition period, that's after President Trump got elected, he was like, I nominate Roger Storch to be the IG of the NSA. Now, that wasn't actually done under McCain's Senate or anything, so they didn't even hear it. And that went buried far, far away. And fast forward to President Trump, Hmm. you know, becoming president. Boom. You know, how can I hear sirens 17 floors up? Seriously? That's crazy. Um, Mm. So fast forward, President Trump is being told, yeah, you should nominate him for IG of the NSA. And it's like, are you insane? His wife is out in Ukraine training people how to investigate people. If you want to know how they investigated and were spying on journalists, we should ask the IG of the NSA's wife. Mm. who is in Ukraine training them, you know? And so this is where we have a problem. We've got this big elephant sitting on top of it and he's still sitting there. He's still there. Tori, here's how we're going to, I mean, it's very obvious. And and if you'd be willing to, as this stuff starts to unravel here, you've got so much information. I'm going to invite you back on. Uh, Let me lead us to uh, conclude however we can. Um, This is such a massive thing. The Ukraine, I was studying the Ukraine and consider myself to be a a huge expert on the Ukraine dating all the way back to 2013. Um, 2014, the overthrow. I knew uh, and found out that Eric Ciaramella was sitting right next to Victoria Newland. I knew what they were doing in the Ukraine when they overthrew it. So I've been studying this for a while. But Ukraine is a separate... in so much trouble. She's uh, so in trouble. Victoria Newland, absolutely. Um, But Ukraine itself is a separate huge animal. Hundreds of millions of dollars being laundered through there. You know, Joe Biden implicated in all that. So that alone, that's a completely separate issue. Now we're we're dealing with, especially with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and Promise Software, the Maxwell, you know, intelligence uh, 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 crime family. Um, there's some implications going on there. You you wrap that into all the intel services being compromised by the Epstein, you know, uh, debacle that Robert Maxwell network. That's a separate animal in and of itself. Then with the overthrow of the president of the United States of America. This investigation that's going on right now is so massive, they've literally had to take, what, the past three years to dig into this thing, listen, and to and to do what? Where do you think this thing is? Do you, do you know? Tell, tell us. Give us some sense of hope because it's so massive to unravel this thing. I don't even know how they're able to do it. So which part? What do you want? Do you want to know I, I the wanna, end game? I mean, we've yeah, yeah. Already- I, I want to hear from you. I'm going to throw back to you. It's just so massive. I'm an outsider. I'm taking a look at it. I, the only reason why I'm so patient, everyone's like, when are they going to arrest people? I'm like, there's so many people to freaking arrest just with the Ukraine alone. Uh, then, then you consider the, the Epstein debacle and the comprom- compromising of all the intel services. So those things are super, super huge. 
And now we're, con- we're, we're contending with Spygate. How is this thing going to come to a close? What are they going to do? Scotusgate. That's what we need to do. Really? Uh, before, yeah, Scotusgate is going to help on that. But um, the first things, yeah, so that has to happen. But I want to I want to tell you two things. So, you know, back Ukraine 2013-2014, you know that New York and California sent operatives to start that war, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I- that was a military operation. There weren't Ukrainians fighting against each other. They were just being told to pick a side. I have the videos in my archives of guys dressed up as uh, Ukrainian soldiers speaking with a New York accent, you know, and and then also the recorded conversations of the, you know, the the uh, uh, ambassadors of the EU Union saying that people were firing at uh, at both sides of the, um, you know, both the police. Uh, uh, and the protesters, absolutely. No, it was just, it was just us. We had wrote a lot of legislation in 2014, gave them a bunch of money. We went to help their elections, so we can guide them into safe elections. We gave them. I think they're still there. 125 permanent employees. I mean, listen. Bottom line is the most. This is the most uh, incredible task that the president has taken on. And that is to bring forth transparency. And what people need to understand that this is way bigger. People were like Epstein. And it's like, dude, I've been following Epstein. Like I've got stuff you've never even heard of. You know, I've been, I, I, I dropped an article on Epstein a couple years ago on my website. And that article has been used to write everybody else's articles with pictures of him with Eric Schmidt, having the Nickelodeon people in his Lolita jet, the whole nine yards. Uh, you know, Epstein was low hanging fruit. I was looking right. at him into crimes against humanity, not so much the pedophilia, but the actual using humans for experiments. That's what his job was, was sourcing. This is why he was friends with Bill Gates, to actually provide bodies to be able to conduct medical research. So, you know, people don't seem to understand just how big this is, Mm -hmm. how massive it is, and what a big task the president is up against. We're talking Obamagate, Obama. You know, they're so cocky because they think they can get away with it, but every single book written through the history of time who wins in the end god wins and the good people always right that's right so why do they think they're going to rewrite the books Mm. they can't so you know brennan brennan is in a lot of trouble he is in a lot of trouble because they're they're throwing him under the bus faster than anything because he was he was a what did they say china oh right that's Mm. him that's him He's a he was, uh, you know, to me, he was actually quite nice um, Mm. because obviously I did my job really well. And they've, you know, they culture, you know, molded me from a young age and I was spunky and, you know, and fun. Did you work? Did you work for Brennan? He he was my top. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I freaking knew it. I yeah. knew well, it. Well, I said it before. He was my J-O-B, literally. Yeah, wow. But, um, yeah. but you know, he's he he was he was he's dumb. Mm. He was good at maneuvering relationships, and he was conniving. And you know, um, he was the type of person that uh, is really good at scheming. And he never knew how to do something. He would just always know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone that can get it done. Um, but you know, he actually 
and all of them make you believe that you're doing something for the greater good. Wait till you hear who wrote the New York Times anonymous op-ed. I was sending it in like late Easter cards. That's how I was labeling them. Happy late Easter, Mr. President. These, these are the people responsible for the New York op-ed. You know, when you hear it, you're, it's gonna, it's, you're gonna see just how bad it is. And I say all the time, in order to see how sick this is. Can you tell me how- who it was? No, I'm not going to say it. I'm okay. going to let the press. No, I, I'm just checking. I got. I have to do my duty here, just in case. You have any breaking news here on on the Pete Santilli show? Obviously, you're going to break it on your own show when it when it does come out. But well, no, I, no, I'm going to let the president break it. Yeah, there you go. They're going to wow. they're going to have to figure out how to tell the people because it's that bad. To, so, Tori, um, there's there are people that are saying, "Well, nobody's going to be held accountable. Nobody's going to be held accountable," and I say. There's 100% chance that they're going to be held accountable. It's just a matter of time. Because uh, during he could be dirty. Barr could be dirty. But there's enough information out there where they have an obligation to prosecute based on the crimes that we know about, thanks to Grinnell, uh, by declassifying all this stuff. Well, okay. So I just wanted to say, if you guys think nothing's happening... How do I hear sirens from the 17th floor? Seriously. Um, uh, I, I'm like really high up. Seriously. That's scary. Um, so imagine how loud they are. So what we need to understand is what today, what we saw with Operation Legend. Now, they're telling you that they arrested 200 people in Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen any reports of any of those 200 people that were arrested? Mm-mm. No. So this is how you unseal indictments very quickly. Mm-hmm. And there have been an immense amount of them. And they are all going down. This is why they're terrified. This is why Lightfoot was like, you're not coming into. And that's why I tweeted out, Oprah, we're coming, you know, because this is how you get in. Antifa, we should all be saying thank you, Antifa. Thank yeah. you. Because you caused trouble. Now we have an excuse to go and we're picking you off the grid. And that is how it happens for the indictments, for everything. So, you know, they've all been funded by foreign sources. They gave us the excuse. So now all these dildo waivers can, you know, can be, we can thank them for all they've done for us because they've allowed us to use that as a guise to go in and collect all these people and i said that earlier i don't know if you listened in on what i was saying but with the launching of this this operation to deploy uh, because they can even use uh military police uh who were working for the military one time and say okay we're gonna decommission you uh as you know uh uh, as a military officer and you're gonna be working for the department of homeland security this is the advanced team to set up our infrastructure to to affect these arrests that's my opinion and it's a pretty well informed opinion i mean you could see it look before they uh they deployed operation legend in albuquerque and in kansas city Mm -hmm. and in chicago there have been uh you know local rockings of ricos right rico suave as i always said on my show Mm -hmm. that's so you're seeing mayors you're seeing council members you're seeing all these little pockets of you know you know conspiring to steal money from the people you know corruption right and then suddenly they're spreading out there and I'm like, whoa, like Ohio. Did you see Toledo yes. a couple weeks ago? They came in, mayor screwed. And now we've got the guy that was on the Lincoln Project, the Speaker of the House for $60 million in conspiracy. You think the wine's not involved at all? 
You think all these idiots aren't. It's going to go chick, chick, chick back. This is the bottom that you're just seeing that it's rocking. Operation Legend will then expand Mm -hmm. to like Columbus and Cleveland. Marsha Fudge should be very concerned. That's why I said the Hirono should be concerned. Hawaii got super rocked. She got rocked like nobody's business. Hmm. You know, down in Hawaii, she was so rocked. That was so much fun. Hawaii is so corrupt. We know that dating all the way back to the Obama days, obviously. Uh, so CIA infested. All right. So so you're saying I'm just going to uh, just clarify this here. Yeah, stay with me for like 15 more minutes and we should be we should be fine. But obviously uh, this okay. is just part one. OK, I want to invite you to come back on based on your schedule. Obviously, we're tuning in uh, to your show on a regular basis as you cover this stuff. But uh, uh, we will. Do you think we'll see uh, in um, in Durham's report slash indictments? You think some big heads will roll before the election? Well, they're all starting to talk about how they're getting sick. And I'm getting really pissed off seeing that because I really wanted to recreate the scene from Game of Thrones with bells screaming shame, shame. So, you know, Hillary Clinton better not be getting ideas, getting COVID anytime soon. I want to see her squirm and say, what difference does it make? And uh, from afar, of course, because she stinks. Mm. So so do you think uh, we'll see uh, major indictments? Is it going to impact the election? Will we even have an election, do you think? Well, okay. So when you have a, a government, right, you have your peripherals, which are your cities and, and then, your, you know, your city mayors and then your uh, state senators, house, house, local house, right, governors, and then your uh, elected, you know, state, Senate and Congress. Look at where we just started. We're at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. We're gutting it from the bottom. You're going to see everything, but everything just, just, this is something I told my listeners too. And they knew that I told them in May and I'm going to tell your audience too, that up until the 20th of July, it's going to be insane. We're going to be on fire. They're going to be torching things, bleaching things, breaking things Mm -hmm. after the 20th, as of the 21st, a new page will turn. And we saw that on the 21st, the president started. You did say that before you said that beforehand you did. Uh, and, yeah, but uh, and, I, tell, I tell people I'm a time traveler and no one listens. So hmm. um, I <laughs> predictive yeah. analytics. So I uh, I knew that things were coming right now up until right after Labor Day. We will be on a roller coaster on a roller coaster. Uh, you know, you're going to be like, yay. And then, whoa. And then, yay. And then, whoa. Moves and, and counter moves, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. Between September and the elections. It's going to be insane. Blood will is is likely to spill in some of these Democrat places mm. because they have f- funded this to happen. So it is really, really scary to the to the extreme end of what can happen. Mm-hmm. But you're going to remember, remember the fifth of November. That is where it's going to change because last week was historical and nobody paid attention. Uh, President Trump's speech on, was it Thursday, where he was smirking? Yeah, things, we're going to do stuff that no one knew, and we're going to do DACA, and everyone complained, and his EO was like, yeah, DACA's not on the census. Mm. That's the kind of DACA he was talking about. Mm. So what people need to do is be patient, understand that this is way bigger than they can understand, Mm -hmm. and that this man has achieved all this. You know, imagine, he's waking up every morning saying, can I drink from that cup? That's how bad it is. And a lot of people are like, they're going to take him out. I'm going to tell you right now, if they weren't able to take him out up until August of 2018, they're never going to take him out because it's done. 
they had the opportunity. Why August? Told- why August of eighteen? Uh, August eighteen. That's when he had the really, really close up. Uh, you know. Um, you'll find out. You'll see. I, I, I shouldn't see some as a journalist. Right. We always want to break the story and break it and whatever. Right. But it's it, sometimes it's better in the interest of national security not to, right. Um, right. you know, to not drop it. And okay. Space Force is going to play a big role in this, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. OK. So I, uh, I, I I'm very, very patient. I realize the full mag. And I mentioned, you know, the Ukraine and Epstein and all that because. The sheer magnitude of the stuff that's been going, we're so corrupted. I just can't. I mean, obviously, this this guy's on a mission from God. There's no doubt about it. I, I don't know of anybody. Shoot, I can barely even keep up with two daily shows. This guy's running this, this the world's largest investigation. You think all these other countries have been cooperating with him? Um, when Barr and Durham went to visit um, all these other uh, other countries, is it is it that big? Do you believe? Well, the only uh, meetings that are very important are the ones that happen in Malta. Uh, so that's the most important one. And, mm. you know, for you guys that are into like the digging, maybe you should look into we always talk about Epstein Island. Maybe mm. you should look into the Nordic Islands by Finland. Mm. That'll tell your fancy because then you'll see just how global this is where people aren't getting all the information mm-hmm. uh, because the media is congesting it. Right. And, you know, they're gaslighting you. Comey's not not tweeting you guys that's not Comey tweeting Brendan doesn't even tweet right mm-hmm. he doesn't and this hack from Twitter you think that they're going to be DMing from their like accounts no we needed to find out device IDs that's what it was but here's the thing we mm. didn't hack it Twitter hacked themselves so they right. could delete the device IDs and say oh we lost that information it was hacked because they were getting criminal subpoenas. Because through a device ID, I can open up your camera, listen to what you're doing, right. and find out who and what has been tweeting for you. So they're gaslighting you. Schiff was gaslighting everyone. Pelosi was gaslighting. He's not going to be president. We're going to take him out. We're going to do an inauguration. It's like, girl, mm. take a seat. You lost that. Boom. So um, just like someone mentioned in the room, Operation Gridlock. They're congesting any news we see from our feeds because there's people like, follow me on Twitter, follow back. You know, that's a hack, right? That's a reality hack. That's Mm -hmm. an operation we actually deployed in another form, not Twitter, in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So we can block the information so they can't see it. So not only... IIA, right? Yeah, it's an IIA. So not only is it a block of information that they're shadow banning, mm-hmm. but then you have all these other people that are inserting themselves doing, follow this train, get them to 5,000, follow back, and you don't see the news. How are you going to read 10,000 tweets of 10,000 people you follow in a day? Like, right. what are you? I don't care how fast you read. That's yeah, impossible. It's impossible. So- <laughs> all right. I've got uh, uh, one one area that is not talked about a lot, but I, I was covering it when he was speaking out. I was listening to his very coded, cryptid uh, cryptic uh, language, Patrick Byrne from Overstock. Uh, what what will come of that situation where he actually went to Bar in Durham? Do you know anything about what Patrick Byrne may have uncovered? I mean, how do you think Wayfair was uncovered? Do you think someone just stumbled on it or mm. someone pretended to stumble on it or mm. someone, you know, when I want people to write stories uh, all these years, I would drop it on websites that I knew someone was looking. Mm. So what do you think he did? I mean, do you think that it was just Wayfair, just Walmart, just Amazon? Mm. Whoa. So, 
So if you look, it's everywhere. And now we have the media colluding with social media, saying anybody who's talking about that Wayfair told us it's not true. Yeah, because Wayfair is going to say, oh, shoot, got us now. We're totally selling children that have been kidnapped. And coincidentally, their name's on there. Yeah, we're busted. They're going to tell you. They're not going to tell you. I mean, this is ridiculous. Wayfair said it's false. So did you investigate? This big, well, uh, I referred to the deep state. Then I said, no, there's a super state. These are the globalists trying to take us over. And now I'm saying that there's a monster state. And a monster state uh, that is controlling, this is my perception. You can correct me. I want to hear from you. I want you to answer this. The monster state is protective of their gun running, their sex trafficking, um, and their their human, human trafficking and drug trafficking. Isn't that what the monster state is trying to trying to protect globally? What's this thing all about? So there's a fourth unelected branch of government within the United States. They're what you would call Praetorians. And um, those are tasked to protect the ruler, not the people. And so I want you to think back to 2006, where ICE had conducted an investigation And they had over 5,000 names of Pentagon and military officials that were involved in child trafficking and child pornography, Mm -hmm. drug trafficking and gun running. You never heard about it again. So I want people to understand that when you realize just how boxed in our president was at that White House from the day he swore in up until the end of 20 of, of the summer of 2018. I mean, he still has Nathan Kroger sitting right next to him in the White House. And I'm like, how is he still in the White House? I'm calling his name out. That clown was part of Obama's transition team. He was Ben Rhodes's handkerchief when he was blowing his nose crying. Why is he there? He's still there. He's the one leaking information. They have an Iranian florist that is in every single room when she puts flower that tells everybody everything. There's so much going on. But again, this fourth unelected branch of government knows better and they serve a bigger global uh, syndicate. And Nigel Farage had once mentioned them. He said it in European Parliament. He's like, why are we here voting? We're not going to make the decision. There's people that we don't know. We didn't elect. We don't even know their names or what they look like. Right. That make decisions for us. That's exactly who the this fourth unelected branch of government reports to. That's how big it is. And are we is President Trump going to take them down? Do you believe? He already has. Can you see the panic? I mean, sometimes when I see them complaining, I love that. It's like demons screeching and clawing at your ankles. And I'm like, they're they're so desperate. I mean, they're just so they're flailing. Um, So this election, they're going to they're going to deploy every single asset. They're going to they're doing election meddling with Silicon Valley. The mainstream media is on their side. We've got the uh, how is this election ever going to be a free and fair election? It can't be. And that's why I say, are we even going to have an election? Obviously, we got moves and counter moves preparing for November 3rd. What do you, you think is going to happen on November 3rd? So we're going to see um, right after the RNC. 
uh, because there's a couple of things in play that, um, you know, are fixed points in time. So the most um, horrific one is that President Trump wins and they get upset because they say that, you know, ballots were so they're going to start doing the whole ballot thing and people didn't go because they were scared or they were sick or whatever. Um, And then there's going to be blood spill. Uh, The other alternative is that people are actually going to social distance. You know, we got to play this game up until November 5th and um, they're going to social distance and they're going to go vote in person and the Democrats can't do anything. That's the most benign scenario. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's a range from the benign to the extreme right there. Mm -hmm. And this is why President Trump is like, yeah, you should wear a mask if you can't social distance. I don't know. You should read an article I have on Tory Says where I said Trump's the best thing president trump can do is not make a decision at all in regards to shutting down the 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 country masks you'll see it he's doing exactly that that tells you exactly that's the perfect strategy i mean my job was to strategize to you know insurge in other nations i you know i invented freaking shadow net before shadow net was a computer right so i i'm you know i'm telling you that is what he's doing because people need to see just how important their freaking vote is man because people are voting for mayors and everybody and and they're not paying attention and so this is gonna let people see really what's up you know really what's up how it goes how it happens you know you see that article that that you just scrolled through with um, uh, Amy Klobuchar with teeth. You know this whole CARES Act. Yes. You know what they slipped in there to harvest our blood. It's crazy to promote it. Yeah, yeah plasma. It's, it's, plasma. Yeah, it's freaking yeah. crazy. It's liquid gold, man. And and the thing is, people are just sitting by and they're like, oh, it's just marketing, dude. It's in the CARES Act. That means your governor can come in your house and pull you out if you have antibodies and suck you dry because it's an emergency. These are things that people need to be aware of. But anyway, digressing. All again. right. Uh, on this final note here, as we as we wrap up, okay, the 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 I would say the the engine of the Death Star is it that DNC server that you're aware that has been offshored that is in present. What, what do you think is his greatest asset right now to bring this whole thing down? In your opinion, look. Let's let's take the situation that hypothetically that the president didn't get the server at, from Ukraine, right? Let's mm-hmm. pretend. <laughs> Which I highly doubt. Oh, right. So He's already indicated. Uh, we yeah. already have it. We're done. We're right. done. We're like they're, they're super done on this. Right. And you know, I, I was tweeting in in 2019 in March. I tweeted out uh, a Secret Circle logo. I actually heard Schiff collude to talk about the the whistleblower for the Ukraine. You know that, right? And I tweeted out about it. I was like, hey, Shiv, you're like flapping your mouth again because he's so dumb. He's so he's so dumb. So disgustingly dumb. So dumb. That guy is so dumb. And, but that dumb guy convinced us to give Ukraine seventy five million dollars. Well, mm-hmm. a guy who's Ukrainian, seventy five million dollars to think about a blimp for surveillance, not deliver a blimp. Not, you know, give us a schematic, but just to think about it and kind of discuss it. Here's 75 million. I want someone to pay me to dream about blimps. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, That's hilarious. Yeah, it is. But it's sad because it's our money. So, so let's, that's what the, let's that pretend. Let's pretend he doesn't have the DNC server. You were saying. Other people have it. Aha. Uh-huh. That's what I wanted to hear. 
Well, like Roger Stone said, there's an insurance policy. But the best thing about, uh, you know, operations, I know that somebody else has it for sure because of the malware that was in it. So because the malware leaves so traces and tracking, it was distributed widely. Like Seth Rich didn't know what the heck he was doing. <laughs> just he didn't That's know. Hilarious. So Tor- it just, you know, whisked out. And by the time they figured it out, because obviously the malware hit from wherever, you know, where it was parsed from their server. So we sent them on a goose chase, not like me specifically per se. I don't have any access to anything just in case. But, you know, it, goose, you know, it was like a wild hunt. Where to go? Oh, it hit this server. Oh, it hit that one. Oh, and, you know, where are you going to find it? It just um, bellies off. But, you know, in regards to Seth Rich, I wanted to say mm-hmm. these lawsuits against Batowski, against all these journalists mm-hmm. are simply for one thing. They are all trying to cover their butts criminally. So they're using civil lawsuits right. to get as much information from them mm-hmm. as possible to protect their clients. I mean, look who's on the case. Gottlieb. That was Obama's White House counsel. Right, right. He's, oh, yeah. He's the clown that emailed me. Yeah, I call, I call, we call it lawfare. It's like the, the, the lawsuit industrial complex that's getting as much information through this, through discovery, right? Uh, so they can mitigate, uh, mitigate their damages. Um, Tori, okay, listen. We're going to wrap up here on the following note. I want to, I'm going to put you on the spot here, of course. You've got so much information flowing, you need to keep going. Do, can I get your permission? If you, you know, during your show, you bring up something super important, I want to share your articles. Do I have your permission to, to share your content with my audience? We broadcast five hours a day. Uh, Are no, you kidding? Of course. Yeah, of no, course. I, Hello. We just need people on any platform because this is cyber warfare. This is electronic warfare. We yes. need to be in every single crevice right now because they will try really hard. And they and they they certainly are. And I want to invite you to um, uh, to come back on. You've you've connected some some dots for me, and I appreciate you giving me a, just a tremendous. I said that there was a over a hundred percent chance that this thing is gonna is gonna come down. Um, you're you've now confirmed for me this is this is over for them. They screwed up uh, by allowing sixty three million people to vote in President Donald J. Trump. He can't be compromised, can he? Who, the president? Yeah. And when you hear him about vaccines and the military going, think again. Who sends the military to deliver vaccines? Wink, wink. Come on, you were in the military, right? Yeah, I was. United States I, Marine Corps. Yeah, right. That's and right. I was a squid. And I could tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Little squiddy. Yes, that's so awesome. Tori, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you back on. Great, 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 awesome segment. God bless, the first everyone. One. Thank you. God bless you, too. God bless the United States of America, you guys. Guess what? And I also, I didn't ask her about this, but I'm going to say this and go on the record. That woman right there, if there wasn't a better opportunity to get her wrapped up into this massive conspiracy that Durham's working on, uh, there's no better opportunity than right now. You guys, thank you so much for for tuning in. We'll be back uh, tomorrow morning, back at it. I told you this was the most important for me, one of the most important... uh, interviews that we've done. Tori, thank you so much for coming on. All right, you guys, good night. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 a.m.